Nick Gidley King, how are we today? Hello, hello. Um, Amazing. Just a quick interview about your journey and where you've come from, where you started and now where you're at. Can you just give us a rundown on your journey to where you are now? Journey. Man, it's, it's a long journey. It's a big journey and there's a lot of... Um there's a lot of kind of uh, steps that have taken for me to get to where I am. A lot of, uh, you know, career uh, things and a lot of personal journey uh, things that have come across my life. But I don't know, to give it like, to, to, to skim it all down, essentially. Um, just I, give me the whole story. You can, <laughs> he, wants the, he wants all the good. Just give us all the right, whole story, as many right. quotes as I can possibly get. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, look, so... Um, I I left high school. Well, I can go even earlier than that. So throughout high school, I um I was I was always entrepreneurial mindset. You know, I loved business. Uh, my family was all in business. I definitely saw myself doing things like that. I had no idea what, but I always knew there was that pathway to go down. And um, about halfway through year eleven, I actually found uh, a passion and love for poker. <laughs> You know, just playing cards, Texas Hold'em, and I literally fell in love with it. And that was my first kind of uh, realization of finding, you know, happiness through an external thing. And um, I really took poker on board at that uh, in that year. And I actually, I pretty much dropped all my ATAR courses. I made that conscious decision, uh, which was which was a pretty big decision because you know, following that that journey to go to university, I was doing very well in high school, studying business, accounting, yep. economics, and um, I just I just I was self-aware enough to know that conforming to something that isn't your true passion and true path wasn't the right thing for me. And I found what I loved and I just went for it. So I did that out of, out of as soon as I finished high school, I, um, yeah, I started playing poker professionally. I fully took it on board. I took a capital of money and started playing at seven days a week uh, with a good friend of mine, Jackson. Shout out to him who's still playing poker professionally to this day. Um, and... Yeah, just one big giant journey of trialing and erring that. And things went well, things didn't go well. And that was the journey I had to learn when it came to money. And this was like the first big step of me learning something super important um, coming into like adulthood out of high school. And that was the value of money. What drew you into poker? Like what, like you've went through, like I said earlier, I went through yeah. Instagram just to get a gauge of what happening. And you were very successful in that. What was, what drew you into it? Yeah. Well, the funny thing, I can remember the, literally the exact moment. Um, so it was one day, it was probably around year 10, I'd say, year 9 or year 10. And um, you know my dad, obviously. Yeah. My, my dad, good old Philly boy, he came home one day out of the blue. Like, this was just a random day after school. And he comes to me, my brother, and my sister. And he goes, here you go, guys. Here's a $100 note. And gives us, you know, a, a nice greenie. And that was probably, like, the first time I'd really kind of you know, I had a hundred dollar bill in my hand and that just fascinated me. I was like, what, where'd you like, where'd you get this from, man? Like he goes, Oh, I just, uh, you know, I just came, I just won a big to poker tournament at the casino. I'm like, Oh, what the hell poker? Like you won money. How much money did you win? And he, and he cashed in a big tournament for something like $35,000 and that, All right. and, and yes, that's drawn driven towards money and poker is a very monetary driven game, but it was the, the, it wasn't more so the money. It was the, f the fact of he made money from a game. That's really what clicked to me. And it just, from that moment, it spiraled my interest into the actual art and, and strategic um, understanding of the game of Texas Hold'em and poker. And that, then from that moment on, I started hosting uh, home games. And I started hosting home games for a lot of people that you may know yeah. from our high school, yeah. you know? And uh, we pretty much had like a little mini underground casino going out of my house. So that was the, 
that was kind of the the beginning and the love interest of the game and uh yeah it led into that so of course with the positives that come with poker have you had any like knockbacks from it 100 percent, 100 percent. the 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 biggest knockback with poker okay there's two the first one is was trying to really push past the fact of people's lack of understanding of the game and their judgment towards it is a very very tough thing when you're trying to get into conversations with people because understandably to the to the basic guy like texas hold'em is considered gambling to people yeah and it's considered equivalent to roulette and all these gambling casino games and that's the biggest struggle because it simply isn't like it, it is a complete mathematical yes there is chance involved with it, of course like it's all mathematics though but there is so much strategic chance and and skill within the game that allows it to be a profitable game. It's that, hence why poker isn't against the casino. It's against other players. It's the yeah. only game in the casino that is against other players. So um, that was a bit of a, a rough journey because that's trying to really that really tests your self belief and you're just like you know tests your ego when you're like saying I'm a poker player. But two, the setback is the fact that poker is literally coincided with money. So it's it's. You can't play poker without money. You know, it's not like you yep. can um, hustle it on the side and, you know, push for something that doesn't involve money. It is literally, if you have a bad day in poker, not only are you going to have a bad day in poker, but that means negative in your bank account. So it's a very, it's tough. It's a tough game because it, it is just literally money driven. As fun as the game is, a bad day is loss of money and a good day is up in money. So it's, it's kind of like the stock market, you know, it all revolves around money. So that was probably... Yeah, the the bigger tester. When you lose, you lose. So poker was your first part of your journey, especially in like year nine and ten, where you were just hosting games, playing games on the yeah. side at recess and lunch. Yeah. What came after, like year ten? Did something just click to you and just change your life completely? Or mm, I don't know what it, I can't really say what exactly it was, but it was the self realization because, like I said, I was still playing poker all those days, but it never clicked to me like I want to take this seriously, but. Something in year halfway through year eleven, it just, just I don't know. I might have watched a few videos. I might have. I don't. I can't specifically say what it was, but it was the self realization of I am having so much fun doing this. I believe I am good enough to do this professionally. I'm going to go all in with it. <laughs> no, the irony. <laughs> I that, love that the pun one. in that one, but <laughs> yeah, no, no, no pun intended. But that's what it, it was I don't know there wasn't anything specific man it was really just a thing that clicked deep within me that was like this is it this is all I want to do right now so why why don't I just go for it and just made that decision it was just a conscious decision yeah nice so you've had your poker and now you've gone into becoming a artist manager mm-hmm. with JC mm-hmm. as well as making your own podcasts and different YouTube inspirational videos you did one in about year 10 so what you're probably about 25 14 say and it's one of those ones that really snapped to me what was the inspiration to that one are you talking about the how do you want to live your yeah, life yeah that, that one? one yeah that was good that that actually was in year 12 actually it, it, it was later on in the year um, okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but no but it, it's still a few years ago that yeah. man there was big inspiration behind that um my journey of year 12 was very very interesting um i i i, I seem very grounded now but when I was in high school, as you as you mentioned before yep. this, look, I was a I was a little shit. I was a I was a highly intellectual, driven by ego, little shit. And I always thought I was right in every situation. So my my journey through year twelve was just 
you know, screw the system, screw school. I hated school so much. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't stand it, and I hated how the system was run and how teach, uh, teachers were teaching, you know, how kids were feeling and, and just what was being taught and stuff like that. So I was very anti-school in year 12, which was, which was quite funny. And I, I tapped into this real um, creative mindset when I was over in year 12. And it was, I started writing a lot and I started speaking a lot. Like if you ask kids who I went to high school with, who it was on the Gold Coast, I used to just, you know, start conversating with like, multiple kids inside math class and stuff and just preaching you know just positivity and like you know how to push for your dreams and stuff like that I was always on that and towards the end of the year this message was just building within me it wasn't com- it was coming from a higher source I was tapped in it was that it was coming from deep within and it was this giant message of I just wanted to give everyone who I have met and, and, you know, my energy is met with across all schools that I've been to, for when they leave high school, a message to just give them perspective, like to really give them perspective of the, the doors that are out there. And it's not just this one way path of go do this, go do that. Like you have a choice. And that really resonated with me. And that entire message, how do you want to live your life, truly resonates with me because it's a question that just isn't really asked that much in like our society. And I just really wanted to come across with a message that would open their minds to the opportunity. So getting the have. positivity out of the people, man. which I must 100%. say, I can take very much regulation. I watched that video numerous times. It's in my memories on Facebook and everything I've shared. And That's awesome. You watch it back and you're like, okay, this is what I need to try and do and try and live my life the best way I possibly can. Hmm. Um, now you're doing your artist managing mm-hmm. for JC, who's come a long way from where he was at Ocean Reef. Again, yeah. he was just like you yeah. in a way, and that's why you guys have clicked. What's been the best experience with him and helping him on his journey to where he is today, performing at GTM, going on national tours? Well, he potentially might go on international tours yeah. in the future, what he <laughs> wants to do. What's your inspiration becoming his artist manager? The inspiration behind it or our best, like, moment? Like, what? Both. Both? Both. Okay. So, it's a cool little story. So, I was I was living on the East Coast um, for year 12 and a year after year 12. So, the, the year I, I left um, high school, um, I think it was 2017. Yeah, towards the end of 2017. 2016, yeah, twenty sixteen. Yeah, 2016. Sorry, that's when I did poker and I yep. actually moved to Perth. Then I moved back because things spiraled yep. out of control for me. I wasn't in the right headspace. And I was, I was, I was in um, Gold Coast, and I was in this rut in my life. I was in this was probably one of the lowest lows of my life. You know, addicted to nicotine, smoking cigarettes every day, addicted to alcohol, very negative mindset. Just, just not yeah. a good, healthy mindset. And I was in this dark place. And all of a sudden, and obviously, I still communicated with all the boys. I was still good friends with JC. Me and him chatted a lot. He actually came over to the Gold Coast many times when I was over there. And one night he calls me, and it was towards the end of uh, 2017, and he just he just calls me, and he was he was at a party, he was drunk at a party, and he just gave me this, sh- we had a big conversation. And this conversation was so pure and so out of love that it just hit me hard. And it was, man, like, I love you. Like, I really want to take my music to the next level. Like, I'm ready to take this seriously. I don't have much support over here i don't feel like i have anyone who's who believes in me and wants to take it to that next level would you like to come over move in with me and just go for it and this was the conversation we had and 
it was something so spontaneous, so random. I had never, ever thought of doing anything like this. I don't even listen to hip-hop music. <laughs> I listen to Nirvana, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. I'm built up on that old-school rock, man. And to get pitched to do this, it was like, I don't know, man. I go, I'm down for the idea. I love trying new things. I like testing myself. I think I'm good, I think I'm good at communication. All right, what, what kind of music do you have? Because at this point, he hadn't really released anything. So yep. I wanted to heal. I believed in him. Don't get me wrong. I definitely believed in him. I knew he was capable of it, but I needed proof. He sent me his first release track, which is Fire. We don't stop now. We don't stop now. We don't stop now. He sent the video to me. I must say, I've listened I, to that one track. I listened to that. Three minutes of that. I went, done. And I booked my ticket. And that's how this journey started. And from that... I moved over there at the start of 2018 on the New Year's, yep. literally maybe two days before the New Year, just after Christmas, and we have been on one hell of a journey. Oh man, I've seen <laughs> one it. One hell of a journey that I'm so grateful for. It's just, it's truly beautiful. And um, there are so many experiences that I could go over, but like big ones would be like 100% would be the national tour, like at the start of this year. Like th there's been a big journey like of, a, we had no idea what we were doing. We are independent. That's so the you went in blind, basically. We are solely 100% independent. And everything we have done and do is completely us and our entire team with no external label support or anything like that. So everything we are doing right now had to be learned on the spot. Running events, running marketing, running adverts, booking of venues, booking events, all of these things that involve under the entire thing that a record label would do, we are literally doing. And shout out to my partner, Julian. Uh, he lives in uh, Melbourne. He co-manages JC with me. And we, uh, we partnered with him uh, towards the end of last year. And that was a big stepping stone for yep. us to take building our team. And yeah, man, just a lot of big things. Like just to be able to go from doing hustling shows in our city to then doing JC shows. The national tour at the start of the year was really that next level for us you know we completely independently organized that we booked everything we ran it all we all like did everything to do with that and we sold approximately give or take 50 tickets in each city from melbourne sydney brisbane and then two shows in perth unbelievable experience like truly it, it was really that kind of defining moment of like like there is there like this is happening the young team the support the, the love for jc's music is there the fact that we can, you know, actually sell yep. tickets in these other cities. So that was a huge experience. And um, GTM, yeah, unbelievable, man. Like that that next level up for a show, first big uh, music festival lineup was unbelievable. He was on early in the morning, he opened it up, but you could see the manifestation right there. The crowd engagement, him on stage, the sound quality, um, the people that came up to us at the end of that, uh, after JC's performance, the respectable people in this industry who complimented JC and, you know, were asking very clear yeah. questions. The people we met, like, you know, were hanging backstage with Hilltop Hoods, all their management, just the networking behind it all is just very good sign. Getting them good contacts for earlier on. Dude, definitely. On. It's just a 100% a great sign of where this is heading and where this is going to. So, yeah, those are probably two of the big, big big things that have kind of been like whoa <laughs> so would you say that you said you're in that rut when mm -hmm. you're in queensland on the gold coast yeah. where many people would think you're in a good spot when you're there <laughs> yeah do you think that jc has made you and not not so much made you the person you are today more got you out of that mental health space and become now you you're back to being that 
bubbly personality. You've quit smoking. You've done all that. Do you think he's a good contribution to what's happened and how to and change your whole perspective on things? 100%. Like absolutely solely 100%. I would not be here uh, in this perspective, in this headspace, in this energy field that I am today if it wasn't for two specific, like strongly two specifically, JC and his mom, Jackie. His mom, Jackie, is truly an incredible being. She is a highly, highly evolved, tapped in spiritual leader. She does workshops across Perth City, um, empowering humans and empowering women specifically, and her understanding of how to um, <coughs> kind of unlift the veil of this under, under humans' eyes in this world was truly what really helped me, and it absolutely did. Um, their perspective, their energy, living with them, slowly, step by step, you are who you surround yourself with, and slowly helped me uh, understand myself, understand why I was in this headspace, because there's always a reason. It's just these sometimes these reasonings, just they're, they're, they're so hard to get, they're so hard to find, because the people around you, usually your family members and friends, don't even know themselves, and they're in the same thing. So, yes, it was like... Like I said, this this journey in this career has been truly amazing, but the greatest journey of them all has been myself yeah. and understanding myself, understanding my emotions, my self-awareness, my happiness, my love. That has been the biggest journey. And, and yeah, yeah, like it has yeah. it definitely has been influenced by it. So you do a podcast, yeah. which I've mentioned before. Can't remember the name of it. Oh, it's uh, it's just I pretty much just call it. I don't think I actually have a name. I think NGK discussions is what yeah. I have it hashtagged under. Yeah, it's just me talking to the camera in my room. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much it. Yeah, and you do your ITV videos yeah, and yeah. all that, and there's some pretty good videos. I must Thank say. you, man. Thank you. Are those just to give your advice out to other people, or is there a meaning behind it? Um. Yeah. No. Look, at it's more so just to express myself within because. You know, I am still a creative. Uh, I still feel like I have so much value on the creative side of things. And I just have so much coming through me that I just want to express to people, express to the world. And yes, my videos, like, like I'm not trying to do anything. But, you know, I'm not trying to push them and get a million views and promote that I'm a motivational speaker. Or anything. Oh, God, no. I literally just film them and put them up there. And anyone who watches them and anyone who gets any value from them it means the world to me, and that's it, because I just, like I said in the description of it, I am literally just giving my opinion. Nothing I say is right or wrong. I'm just literally expressing my feelings from the the experiences I've had, which I feel like I, I have quite a numerous amount of experiences, especially for someone at my age, and the knowledge, and, and same with that. So it's it's more so just to express my opinions that I feel like can definitely help people, can definitely, definitely help people. Last question. What are your aspirations for the future? Future can be tomorrow in two minutes' time or hundred or fifty years down the track. Yeah. What are your aspirations for the future? Interesting. Look, my obviously right now, like my pure and utter focus is the music industry and JC and, and right now I'm not really thinking uh, anything further than how can I get JC to be the biggest artist in the world and, and all my energy is going towards that. But Definitely deep down within the back of my mind, there's all, also all my, the numerous amount of personal things that I'm manifesting and that I will pursue later on in my life because this is such a beautiful life and you, you're never limited to these things. And I know for a fact that within this music industry, myself, I will branch out to other businesses, investing, um, 
I am absolutely love acting. I absolutely love acting. I have no experience, nothing in that, but I've done two little feature art films with Luke Hackett, actually. And the feeling I get on those doing that is just truly beautiful and something I definitely want to go down towards. Um, uh, you could, I don't know, there's, I don't know, that's, that's probably like the only things I'm thinking of right now. But as a whole, as, as the general goal, my aspirations are to simply live my best life and I, by best life, I mean my happiest and greatest self where I can offer the most value to everyone with no ego. And I just want to be able to help people. I really do. Like that, that's one thing I've realized. Like even when I'm in these negative ruts in and out of high school, which we all go through and, you know, some hide it better than others and some do this and that. Even when I was in these ruts and these negative kind of fields, the one thing I always knew and always felt deep within is that I always wanted to help people. I never meant any harm towards any. And I always wanted to offer my support, offer my advice, offer my love. So I guess literally if you were to say the end goal of my life, I just want to literally offer as much value to this world as possible and help as many people. And however that can be done, will be done. And that's just trust the process wherever that goes. <laughs> like that's it. It's pretty much Fantastic. Yeah. All right, Nick. Thank you very much. Um, it's, your story is amazing. Where you've gone, where you've come from, what you've been through, where you're at today is awesome. Hope you have a good life, good future. Thank you so much. And man. I'll catch you around. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, man. No worries.